we always talk about mental health as well, especially during Corona. Because I actually, I'm quite, as you mentioned, I'm quite open about mental health. And, you know, I've spoken on my platforms about seeing a therapist and how much that's helped me. And I really do believe people who uh, have a platform, have a voice, are in like a management sort of position, really owe it to everyone to say, hey, like, you know, you need to focus on your mental health and be open about their struggles because, you know, as much as you feel comfortable, I mean, I don't think anyone feels really that comfortable, but it's really important to show vulnerability because that's what's going to encourage other people to be open and share about, you know, share their struggles. Hello and welcome to the Mind to Lead podcast. I'm Georgie Hubbard and I am on a mission to help you live a level 10 life. If you want to live an extraordinary life, a life full of passion and energy, of joy and abundance, then this is the podcast that teaches you how to do just that. Through my conversations with some extraordinary leaders and my own life experiences, I come to you weekly with all of the teachings and steps you need to take your life to the next level. So if you are ready to develop the mindset it takes to lead, then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mind to Lead podcast and today I am absolutely honoured and excited and I'm sat down with Lisa Tay. Uh, Lisa, I feel like I know you already because I follow you on LinkedIn <laughs> and you've just like this beacon of hope and joy. So uh, over to you, who are you and what's brought you to this point in your life right now? <laughs> Oh, firstly, thank you so much for making the time to have a chat with me, Georgie. I'm so excited and I love the community that you're creating. So I'm looking forward to sharing some of my experiences and some of my thoughts. So thanks for having me. It's, um, uh, as we were mentioning, talking about before, it was, it's like a freezing Melbourne morning at the moment, but I've got an electric blanket on, so I'm not feeling too bad. <laughs> but I, I run a digital marketing company based outside of Melbourne or based in Melbourne. And I do a few little things, actually. So that's probably my, I'd like to say nine to five. But as we were talking before, when you're in your own business, there is really no nine to five. You're mm. sort of working around the clock. And I really do love what I do. So I don't feel like it's work, which is mm. great. But I started my career as a tax lawyer, so it's very different to what I first, I guess, began my career in, which I'm grateful for because I was not passionate about that. Um, so I do that. I've got a business podcast called Lick. I've got a two. Oh, sounds really random because people always go, "That's really weird." I've got a mouthwash, toothpaste, and toothbrush line that's stocked in Mecca. I've actually got some mouthwash on my desk, oh, so it's called. That. <laughs> yes, it's called. I know, convenient product placement, yeah. but it's called uh, 101 Lifestyle, and I started that with my husband. Mm -hmm. And then I just are uh, in the process of launching a new venture called Listnik with one of my business partners, Nick, and that will focus on a community marketplace which uh, connects business coaches and mind coaches with people looking for mentoring. So, yeah. Wow. Got, got a bit on. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and what an interesting background to go from tax into you know, starting your own companies and things. So that entrepreneurial tendency has obviously always been in you. So what? Let, let's talk about that, that journey there, because you touched on something really important that I believe is just crucial to success and happiness and all that good stuff in life. And that's passion. So when did you decide, right, I've got to get out of this tax, the world, I, this isn't for me? Like, what was the mind shift for you that you said, right, enough's enough, I'm going to start my own business and go for it? 
Yeah, look, that's a great question because I guess I never really thought about, and it sounds so silly, like I never really thought about running my own business. I just wanted to do something that I loved and that I enjoyed. And I sort of accidentally fell into running my own business. But as I started my career in tax, I always uh, wanted to do something creative. So I had a fashion, beauty and lifestyle website that I started with my former business partner in 2011, which is a really long time ago now that I think about it. And it really gave us an insight into uh, the digital landscape and how to grow a digital platform and social media because it was all so new back then. So that kind of gave me a taste for creativity and digital marketing. And so I was able to leverage that website to get a job at Witchery, working in their marketing department. And then from there, we ended up starting our own business. And I guess for me, that sort of turning point to even make that career change and eventually start my own business was just sitting at my desk every day, counting down to five o'clock. So Mm -hmm. pretty much for me, the time was either five o'clock or not five o'clock. So Mm. I just wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't passionate. I wasn't excited to get up in the morning and work really felt like a drain to be perfectly honest with you. And I just thought there's got to be more to life than this. Like I don't want to waste my life sitting there looking at my watch going, what time is it? Can I go home yet? So I really, like I'm really driven by the desire to be happy and wanting to be happy. So I feel super fortunate because, you know, I I have a lot of friends who are in corporate and I always say to them, like, they're not happy, but I go, do something else, find something that you're passionate in. And then it's like, I don't know what that is. So I feel very fortunate that I have something that I'm, you know, I I really love and I get to do every day. So I feel really, really lucky. Mm, That's it. And it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? And and I can completely and utterly sympathize with you there because I was in a sales job, again, like looking at the clock, counting down the minutes until five o'clock came and I could walk out the door. And it's, it it, it is, it's a really, it's no way of life, but unfortunately it is a lot of people's normality. So, you know, what, what does it take? Because this is a question that comes up that I get asked a lot as well. It's like, you know, what was the steps? What did, like, it doesn't, you didn't just quit one day, you know, it was like a, it was like a, a step process to it. So if you could break it down, what was that sort of, was it like a final straw that came in or did you like start your side hustle? Like, you know, what advice would you give to somebody if they're sat there right now, they don't like their nine to five job, they maybe want to start a business, where should they start? Yeah, so I would say that definitely be open to taking a pay cut and mm-hmm. maybe go to no pay at all. So mm-hmm. if really you're wanting to start your own business or change careers or do find something that you're happy in, the reality is you're probably not going to be earning as much money as you're on. And for some people, that's a deal breaker. So mm-hmm. they're like, I've got a certain lifestyle that I'm accustomed to and, yeah, I don't want to leave that. So for me, it's like, okay, well, you're choosing to put money ahead of your happiness, which is totally fine. Uh, but then I almost feel like saying, well, then stop complaining. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, we all have a choice. And I can tell you right now, like, I'm earning less than I was when I was a graduate. <laughs> when I first started my career but I'm so much happier and you know money I don't I don't actually really believe and my business partner once said this I thought it's actually really true he he said uh you know money doesn't buy you happiness but it buys you options and I think that's actually quite accurate because like I remember earning you know decent money and I would just go shopping all the time because I wasn't happy and I'd get that little hit of you know yes I want to feel a bit happy so I'll go and buy something so I just ended up with a wardrobe full of clothes but at the end of the day, I was still not happy at all. Mm-hmm. So I would say that 
just be willing to, I guess the reality is like you, you'll probably lose um, a bit of financial security. Uh, and then I would say that if you're not in a position to do that, then try and make a, a side hustle. So mm-hmm. just start off small. Um, you don't need to quit your job entirely and go after what you want. Uh, you can just start off by, you know, trialing things. It's kind of almost like that minimum viable product. Just get something out there and you can still be balancing it as you, you know, alongside your nine to five, but just be prepared that it'll be a lot slower. Mm -hmm. So my business partner and I actually, my former one that started, um, that I started Cody Agency with, like we actually both um, left our jobs within a couple of days of each other and decided to just go for it full time and sort of said, there's no plan B, we're just going to make it work. So for us, like I'm very much like an all or nothing sort of person. Like I'm all in or, uh, or I'm all out. So when I want something, like I really will do anything to go after it. Um, obviously not, not compromising my values, mm-hmm. but you've got to be willing to work really hard. So you have to make sure that it's something that you really want because, mm-hmm. as you know, it's really hard running a business. <laughs> like yeah. it's not glamorous whatsoever. So you'll have to make a lot of sacrifices, whether that's time, mm-hmm. um, you know, you won't get to spend as much time seeing people that you care about or financially mm-hmm. you need to invest your own money. Uh, you know, and I do, I do believe though, if you're passionate, it will get you through all those tough times. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. And I was just sat there like a nodding dog throughout the whole thing, because everything you just said, I can literally like sympathize with, like I'd go out weekends and buy like designer handbags and just constantly buy myself new clothes and everything like that. Just, just to fill a hole basically, because I wasn't happy and I was justifying the unhappiness by saying, yes, but I can do this, this and this, and that's amazing. But money, you're right. It gives you options but it doesn't buy happiness and I think that maybe as a society we need to sort of redefine success you know success isn't just about your car your home and what you wear so I'd love to know what your how would you define success in your life right now that is that's such a timely question I was actually just talking to one of my really good friends Mia uh last weekend actually we're going for a walk and we're talking about success and for me, it's kind of funny. Like, are there other things that I would lo- love to achieve in my life? Absolutely. But for me, success is really, I, I guess, defined, well, I define success by how happy you are. Mm. And there's definitely a lot more things that I want to do. And I don't feel like I've, you know, peaked in my career at all. I've got a lot of things I want to achieve. But I do somewhat feel successful because I'm really happy. Like, mm. I actually love what I do. I love my team. I love my clients. And that for me is a level of success I never thought I could get to. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I think it's different to everyone because some people go, well, when I earn X amount of income, that's success. So when I buy this car, that's success. So whatever it is to, you know, to you, then, you know, full respect. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to tell people what to define as success, but I do think that you, it's really dangerous if you link success to money. Because like we were saying, it's not like it's it's not a good driving force because mm-hmm. it won't always make you happy. Like you might get there, but then like what's it all for, you yeah, know? Completely agree. And I'd love to sort of touch upon now. So obviously we are living through crazy times. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I mean, I've seen you post a lot more, a lot about like mental well-being and mental health. So how have you gone about staying in such a good headspace throughout the last sort of few months have you got any daily like routines or habits that you do that you just 
yeah, a non-negotiable for you that make you feel good every day? Yeah, look, it's, I just can't even believe that we're going through what we're going through. Mm. And it just, it actually almost doesn't feel real because Mm. it's, I don't know, it's like something from a movie. Like I never would have thought like a a virus could Mm. completely cripple economies around the world. Like Mm. it just doesn't seem real. But, you know, I very much, um, well, I've definitely worked on being a glass half full person. And I think, you know, generally I'm, I'm very much like that anyway. Like I'm quite positive and it's been quite a testing time over the past couple of months for myself mm-hmm. and my team. But I always try and look for the positives in any situation. And I really try and employ habits that set me up to have a, as good day as possible. So mm-hmm. I usually don't check my emails until I sit down at my desk. So Mm -hmm. I start my day off by going for a walk with my partner around the park with our dog. Then we do a workout together and then I'll film my LinkedIn vid Mm -hmm. and then I post that. And then I try and at least do one thing off my to-do list, my most important thing before I even check my emails. Because once I get into my emails, I get so distracted. Mm -hmm. Like I'm really uh, I actually really am quite unfocused. <laughs> so any tiny thing will distract me. So I need to definitely uh, implement things which are going to help me stay focused throughout the day and stay positive. Mm-hmm. So when I feel like I'm ticking things off, then I feel good. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm achieving things. But, you know, you know what it's like when you run your own business. It's really hard to just get things done because mm-hmm. you always get distracted uh, by people calling you or emailing you so I often find I get to the end of the day and go okay I can start my day now and actually do some things because I probably would have spent the whole day in zoom meetings and I almost feel that I'm in more meetings than ever before because you don't need to factor in travel time so I just mm-hmm. literally have back-to-back zoom meetings mm-hmm. my whole day so I can't really get any momentum to do the things that I want to do so I often end up having to work on weekends or work after hours, which I don't mind because I I enjoy what I do. But Mm -hmm. I think it's just really important to establish a routine Mm -hmm. that gives you the best chance of having a good day. Mm -hmm. And that's really, I think, the things that we can control the, you know, you can't control whether you're going to get a bad email from a client or someone's going to call you upset, but you, the things that you sort of have an impact and or have control over, you should really try and make them as positive as possible. Mm, I totally agree. And I am a big believer of how we start our day impacts the rest of the day. And then our days impact our weeks and our months and our years, you know, so I, I really do believe that especially as a leader and you've got team to pick, to manage, you know, doing something for you. I'm all, I am all about starting the day off, doing something for you, whether that's exercise, meditation, you know, just whatever, reading, you know, just like how you start your day. It does really impact people. And I think that was the first thing to sort of a lot of people lost was their their morning routine. You know, they were getting up later when the lockdown came and they didn't know how to work from home. And there's just lots of like chaos, you know. So, I mean, how how's your productivity been since working from home? Do you feel like you it's taken a dip or how have you been finding it? Yeah, it's so <laughs> God, that first week I was a mess. I, was, I couldn't get out I couldn't get out of bed. I wasn't exercising. I was eating like so much chocolate. And it does take it really definitely does take a lot to refocus yourself and create a new routine because a lot of us, you know, you have your morning routine, like you might do your exercise, then you put your makeup on, then you go to work and then you've got that drive to work or the PT journey to work and then you get back and like there's a bit of a break up in your day but now a lot of us are waking up and we're, you, you can sit at your desk if you want to you know and just start working straight away so yeah it, it was definitely a challenge uh, at the start to try and get into a routine but I, you know I think for me routine's really important so 
you know, that's not to say that I can, you know, that I get my whole day gets derailed if I've, you know, don't follow my routine, but I definitely find I function a lot more productively when I have a bit more of a set routine. So, uh, you know, our team, our sales team would meet every morning at 8.30 and that got us all just to be starting our day right, knowing what we needed to do because obviously set, like sales is like one of the toughest things at, mm-hmm. um, given the current climate. So to be trying to sell and make money was really challenging, but I've actually really enjoyed spending time with my team a bit more because I get to go to whips. I have the meetings every morning with my team and I get to see them. Whereas most of the time I'm actually just out in meetings. So I do BD. So most of my job is centered around sales. So I would always be out of the office. So I'd actually really get to see my team. So it's nice to get that, I guess like get that FaceTime with them, which I really enjoyed. And we're actually doing some volunteer work for an amazing charity called uh, Food for Change. So a few of us went to the farm on the weekend to create amazing. some content. And, like, it was the first time we'd seen each other for a long time. So it was just really good to see them face-to-face and just get a bit of time to actually just give them a bit of a – I shouldn't say give them a bit of a hug, but <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, a fist bump. Actually, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's it's been definitely a, an adjustment, but – I actually feel like I'm super productive because I'm not traveling to and fro from all these meetings. So I can actually get, you know, eight hours of solid work, whether Mm -hmm. it's in meetings or in front of my desk doing proposals, I can get that done. So Mm -hmm. I do love it from that perspective. Mm Amazing. Now, I would actually like to pick your brain here because you've obviously got, you've got Cody, you've got your podcast, you've got your 101, like you've got a lot to kind of manage. So talk about time management. Uh, (laughs) Talk to me. How do you like structure your week, your days? Like what does that typically look like for you? Look, I'm probably not the best person to talk to about time management (laughs) because my hobbies are actually, I've realized it's like my hobbies are business. So that's why I think I always just end up starting (laughs) hobbies when I feel like I've got spare time because I love being busy and I think I just get up to, well, I just, you know, get into trouble if I'm not busy. So I'll end up shopping or just waste time on TikTok for five hours. (laughs) So I definitely like, uh, working. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm a workaholic and I have struggled to be honest with time over the years. So my husband's actually fantastic. So he always calls me out if I'm always on my phone. It's like, you got to be present, no phones, mm-hmm. make sure that like when we're hanging out, like, you know, you're trying to stay as focused as possible because in the past, you know, and you know what it's like when you're on your own business, I feel like you're never truly off. Like yeah. you always are thinking about ideas and you're thinking about, oh, I could do that. I could do that. So I've really tried to work on when I'm spending time with him or Mm -hmm. friends or family, I'm not on my phone. Mm -hmm. So I can, you know, say, look, I'm going to allocate that time to hang out with them. So that's just no go for work. So just focus on being present in the Mm -hmm. moment. And then when I'm working, I just try and maximize my time as much as possible by writing my to-do list, making Mm -hmm. sure that I'm ticking things off. And then I've really learned, and and my ops manager, head of ops, Lana, is amazing. She's like, just delegate out if you can't do it because it, you know, in the past, like I always feel um, you know, like I've needed to do things when my team's incredible. So I'm like, why am I not just getting them to support? Otherwise I always become the bottleneck and things get mm-hmm. stuck with me. So I'm just working on actually feeling comfortable to say, Hey, can someone help me with this? Cause I hate asking for mm-hmm. help. I hate bothering people. So mm-hmm. yeah. So I think that sort of helped me manage my time a lot more, mm-hmm. just knowing, Hey, you don't have to do everything, mm-hmm. you know? 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm again, I'm smiling because uh, my husband, he, he definitely helped me because um, I've always, again, been a bit of a workaholic. And uh, I actually remember we went away for, for the weekend together and it was like a romantic weekend. And at like Saturday afternoon, I was like, I just randomly got on my laptop. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, what he goes put that away and I and I remember it It was such a moment in my life I just thought oh my god if I can't just switch off on a weekend to be away with my husband then there really is a bit of a problem going on here so do do you and your husband do you work together have you got a a business you said 101 that you run with your husband Um, so how's that dynamic how do you go about you know switching off because it's tough right I mean I work with my husband and you know sometimes like all we talk about is work um so how how do how have you gone about sort of creating a I, I guess a thriving relationship and working together yeah, he's he's actually amazing. So he, I don't know how he puts up with me. To be very <laughs> honest with you, because I'm always working. And I want to talk about work and yeah. like, oh, about this and this. And I'm I'm very much like big picture, like big goals. Get excited about a lot of things. And he's very practical. So mm-hmm. he, like, you know, I can kind of create ideas and run with them and and drive them. But he's really the person that will implement the all the little day-to-day things so he's like packing the orders and then dropping it off at the warehouse and so he's actually really great like we complement each other really well mm-hmm. which is which is very lucky like we've been together for god 13 years or something mm-hmm. so yeah we know each other super well mm-hmm. so he knows he knows how to annoy me that's yeah but he's also like really good because because we really do have opposite skill sets mm-hmm. and opposite things that we like doing so he's good with like you know all the numbers and mm-hmm. and managing all that so I think as long as like if you want to work with your partner you just have to make it quite clear what each person's role is mm-hmm. or even like this is just uh, in relation to business in general just make sure that each person knows what they should do mm-hmm. and then they go and do it so mm-hmm. I think that sort of makes it uh you know it able to to be successful. Mm, agreed. No, that's really good advice. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a learning experience, isn't it? Cause I mean, my husband never worked with me before. And then when we first started working together, he was like, you're actually scaring me. I was like, sorry, I'm just getting, I'm just getting excited. <laughs> you and I are like exactly the same. I know. So it's hilarious. Um, he was just like, um, you just need to chill. And I'm like, no, I'm just really excited about, about everything and kind of all these own ideas. And, you know, I just like, we'll just be sort of like drifting off to, to sleep. And I was like, oh my God, I've just had this idea. And he's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Go to bed. I'm like, yeah. tapping on my phone. I'm like, yeah, just a sec. Yeah. I just got to take these notes while the thoughts are in my head. Yeah. But you know what? I think people like us, yeah, like sometimes we get absolutely carried away and things don't even eventuate. You just get excited. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, maybe this is going to happen or this will happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think the challenge is if you're too practical, like you never celebrate anything. So I remember when we <sighs> yeah. got into Mecca, I was like, oh, we got into Mecca. This is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Like I've loved Mecca for years. Yeah. And he was like, oh, let's see if we get any sales. And I said, no, <laughs> you've got to celebrate the fact that we got in there. Like that's amazing. You yeah. know, so, he, so I think, you know, where people like you and I are great because we will be excitable, we drive mm-hmm. things, we keep things going, and we actually take the time to go, hey, mm-hmm. you need to stop for a second mm-hmm. and realize that, you know, you've got X amount of sales or you got into a retailer or you got that sale. So I think people are so quick to forget about celebrating the little wins because they're on to the next thing and they're on to the next thing and then on to the next thing. Mm. And I don't always think that that's necessarily a good thing. Like mm. you need to just stop for a second and go, hey, look, I've actually achieved all these things. Mm. Like even in business now, I think 
oh my God, every day that my company's still around. Yeah. I just think, thank God, like that's yeah. an achievement, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Because, you know, unfortunately, there are a lot of companies that, you know, are really struggling or have gone under. And, and I'm like you, like it is literally like we celebrate everything. Like in, in <laughs> literally like a new job's come in in our business. Woohoo. Like a new member just signed up on the My Boy to Lead. Woohoo. Oh, my God. We've just hit over 5,000 listeners on our podcast. Woohoo. Like, you know, literally like, you know, if I just kept on popping the champagne, I think I'd be spending half my time. Absolutely. <laughs> tipsy on <laughs> the floor drunk. yeah yeah co- correct constantly but I but I think that's all part of it right and I do think it's what you choose to focus on and that is why you know you can maintain a optimistic outlook on life and I keep I keep on I kept on saying it throughout the pandemic and as we continue perspective right you know what are you giving meaning to and it, there is an opportunity in this so before we jumped on the call, you obviously mentioned that you and Nick have started a, a new business. So I'd love you to talk yeah. a little bit about that. And, uh, you know, how did that idea come about? Yeah, well, we're both really passionate about giving back to the business community. Mm. So uh, if people follow us on LinkedIn, we're always sharing our knowledge. And look, I'm definitely not holding myself out as an expert. I'm holding myself out as someone who's made a lot of mistakes (laughs) and has a lot of learnings. And if people can learn from my mistakes, I would love that. But uh, he's actually great. Like he's really, uh, like he's actually wanting to be very available, which I think is really admirable for someone in his position. Mm -hmm. So we just found that we have that common bond where we wanted to give back and support the business community. So we would do that through our LinkedIn content and that naturally evolved into a podcast so we Mm -hmm. have a podcast called creatively lick which Mm -hmm. is just a combination of our names it's so funny because it started as a joke and then it sort of happened to stick and then now I'm just embarrassed when I say (laughs) would you like to come on um, our podcast like yeah of course what's it called I'm like lick (laughs) and then they just go sorry it's just it's just a combination of our names yeah this is so bad and then so because I think our challenge is Like we both love helping people, Mm. especially in business. So we started to do that, I guess, at scale through the podcast and through our LinkedIn content. But we just found that even that was taking up a lot of our time and we just couldn't Mm. answer the questions that we needed to and people would you know always message us for advice or wanting to have a chat and we we just literally don't have the time Mm -hmm. so and I have to say a massive shout out to him because we work with him on his LinkedIn and when we first started so we do LinkedIn management as part of what we do for Cody and when I first started working with him I said like what do you want your personal brand to be Mm. and he was saying like he really wants to be accessible and he, to his credit, like he is one of the hardest working people I know and he takes the time to respond to comments, to messages, like no, like no one else at his level of success, I I honestly believe in Australia is as accessible as he is to the general public. So, you know, full credit to him. So we were just sort of talking about mentors and, and how like, you know, we have great mentors in our life and, you know, I always speak to him and we always talk about mental health as well, especially during Corona. Mm. Cause I actually, I'm quite, as you mentioned, I'm quite open about mental health mm. and, you know, I've spoken on my platforms about seeing a therapist and how much mm. that's helped me. And I really do believe people who uh, have a platform, have a voice are in like a management sort of position, mm. really owe it to everyone to say, Hey, like, you know, you need to focus on your mental health and be mm. open about their struggles because, 
you know, as much as you feel comfortable, I mean, I don't think anyone feels really that comfortable, but it's really important to show vulnerability because that's what's going to encourage other people to be open and share about, you know, share their struggles. And I'm actually amazed because so many people message me. These are people I've never met before, just who connect with me on LinkedIn and they might have seen one of my videos and they'll say, hey, thank you so much for sharing something about mental health because it's something that I'm currently struggling with and I haven't been able to tell anyone, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or they'll open up about people in their lives who have taken their life because yeah. of struggles with mental health. And I just think, wow, it's incredible to think that, you know, there are so many people out there who don't feel comfortable sharing mm-hmm. it. So that's why, you know, part of what I do on LinkedIn is really I'm quite open. Like if I have a shit day, I'll say, yeah, I had a bad day. You know, it's mm-hmm. fine. You know, you, you move on. It's not the end of the world. And it's okay to tell people that, you know. Mm-hmm. I think there's an expectation that you share content, which is really positive and, mm-hmm. you know, uplifting and all that. And that's me most of the time. But if I do have a bad day, like I do feel like it's a duty to not just show all the highlights. You know, I think social media has very much um, been seen as a highlights reel. Yeah. But for me, you know, that mental health side is really important. So we both thought... You know, we actually did a podcast on mentors and the importance mm-hmm. of mentors and we just thought, oh, it would be interesting to see where people find mentors and we sort of put it out there and people just said, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was like an overwhelming response to people going, I'd love to find a mentor, just don't mm-hmm. know where. And we just thought, oh, that's interesting. So we gen- genuinely believe that to be stronger in business, you need to be mentally strong, mm-hmm. but you should have someone to help you to avoid mistakes so you can get to where you want to go faster. So really we just started thinking going, well, there's a massive need for this. Why don't we create it? Because we do want to support people in business. We do want people to be the best they can be in business. And then Listnik was born. So again, combination of our names, really need to probably get a bit more creative. Um, <laughs> it's always really hard because like you want to think of something that's different and unique and, yeah. and a lot of like, say for example, business podcasts, like they're all kind of, you know, similar sort of names. So we just mm-hmm. thought, okay, well, let's just go with something unique mm-hmm. for this as well. It's just like combination of our names is quite personal uh, so we'll be launching that in the next couple of months but mm. really like we're super excited because we know it's going to help a lot of people and mm. hopefully it will remo- remove the stigma of actually going to see a therapist so on yeah. the platform people will be able to be connected with uh, mentors so people who either have run their own business or who have re- you know got to a certain level in their mm. career and then it will also help people connect with mind coaches so mm. therapists mm. psychologists and the thing is like you can do it uh, you know, it can be open to anyone around the world because it's going to be run through the platform. Mm-hmm. So all sessions will be done via video conference. So mm-hmm. you might, you know, you can now have a mentor in Europe, in, you know, the United States, like anywhere mm-hmm. around the world, and you have someone like a coach who's going to help you be mm-hmm. the best version of you that you can be. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And it's uh, it's funny because um, my, my husband and I have just started the My Boy to Lead, as I was saying to you beforehand. And, you know, we just saw an opportunity as well. You know, like he's, we're both personal trainers. We're both, you know, nutritionists. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was kind of our background. And I sort of like, fell into recruitment and the start of my business because it was what I was good at as well. But my passion has always been health and well-being and, and the mindset piece because it wasn't until I really understood who I was. It, it really wasn't until I had mentors and, and developed a very strong mindset that my life, my business, everything went to the next level. And I just think that's such an important piece uh, of the puzzle of success because, you know, like I said, you can have all the money in the world, live in the big house, you know, have everything. But if you aren't happy, if you aren't fundamentally um, in a good space mentally, physically, then what's it all for? Like I always say health is number one. And, you know, going back to what we talked about before of like business, I absolutely love business, I always have, but 
I, I now am very aware because I've got to the point of like almost burnout before where I was just working around the clock weekends. And I just said to myself, do you know what? Like life is more about, it is about health. It's about relationships. It's about how you feel day to day. And I think, you know, it's, yeah, it's just something I'm very, very passionate about. So hence, hence we started that as well. But I think there is a real gap in the market and the stigma does need to be, you know, it does need to be stopped. So I love what you're doing. I think it's really incredible. Um, but look, like you just said then, you post a lot on LinkedIn and social and things. So I'd love just to quickly talk to you about a little bit about sort of personal branding and how how important is that if you're going to start a business, you know, what, what advice would you give to people who want to have a personal brand, but perhaps maybe like the courage to start posting and put themselves out there? That's a really common question. Mm. And I think... Like it's something that stops a lot of people from sharing their thoughts because they don't think they're good enough Mm. or they don't think they're at a certain place in their career or their certain level of success in business. So they they just don't think their opinions are worth anything. And I strongly believe that we all have our own things that that can teach others. Like we all have our own journey, our own unique experiences. So I don't think that I'm better than anyone else posting. In fact, like, you know, I was doing a a talk to some school kids a couple of weeks ago and I was saying to them, I'm actually no one special. You know, I'm just someone who happened to find something that they love and, you know, I'm willing to work really hard, but I like, I don't have a right to have a platform or have a voice more than any, anyone else. You know, I just think I just have the I guess not the, it's not even courage. Like I just do it. Like mm-hmm. I just post because I really, and I was saying this to someone actually last week, I said, cause I'm actually an introvert and I don't like public speaking and I don't like a whole lot of people looking at me. So I think I find that like completely overwhelming. But for me, when I'm doing LinkedIn, I, it's just me talking to my mobile phone. Mm-hmm. So it's not anything particularly exciting, but you know, I really do believe that my fear of worrying about what anyone might think or, you know, negative comments or people judging me, I feel my, my desire to help people overrides that fear. Mm-hmm. So if you can find something that's going to override any concerns that you might have, then that's a powerful driving force. So whether it's like a desire to be successful or get your brand out there or get your product out there mm-hmm. or get your name out there, like whatever, or desire to help you, whatever it is, use it to override whatever is holding you back mm-hmm. because everyone has something that they can share. So I, I really do believe unless it's really negative, then please keep your opinion to yourself. (laughs) Uh, You know, I really do believe that we all have a lot of value to add to the community. So Mm -hmm. I guess when you're thinking about your personal brand, you know, one thing I ask our clients is like, what do you want to be known for? You know, Mm -hmm. like, do you want to be seen as someone who is a positive uh, contributor to the business community? Do you want to be seen as someone who's an advocate for mental health? Do you Mm -hmm. want to be seen as, you know, uh, someone who's an advocate for females in the workplace, Mm -hmm. like whatever it is, work out what you want to be known for, because that will help you form your personal brand. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you. I really actually only started going on LinkedIn really consistently about eight months ago. Mm -hmm. So before that, I was very much like growing up in the Instagram world, Mm -hmm. like content creation. And I'll be honest with you, my personal brand wasn't particularly, uh, I don't want to say it wasn't credible, but it was just like literally just photos of me in dresses, like because mm. <laughs> I love fashion. So I was yeah. very much like a fashion sort of. Uh, that was my personal brand, and then I, I guess I never really uh, thought of myself as a business person. Mm. And uh, although I, I did have my own business, I was never um, pushing that forward as my personal brand. And I don't know whether that was because I doubted myself um, or like. It wasn't so much imposter syndrome. It was just more like, 
I don't know, I, I never really saw myself as a strong business person. So I don't think I ever really got active on LinkedIn. And I, I actually started seeing my therapist probably like 12 months ago or something. And she has been amazing. So, mm. you know, good on you because you were talking about how getting your mental mindset and your, your health and well, like your, you know, getting your health and your mental health, physical and mental health in check has helped you take your business to the next level. Mm. And I actually fully agree with that. So mm. since I started seeing my therapist, since I got, you know, um, changed who I spent a lot of my time with, I've just felt like infinitely stronger as a business person. So I feel confident that, do I know everything? Absolutely not. Mm. But do I have things that I know can help other people? Definitely. Mm. Cause I've made mistakes. Mm. <laughs> I failed a lot of things. So I know that those lessons will help a lot of people. So I, I yeah, it's actually incredible. Once you can focus on, on being mentally stronger and working on, I think, believing in yourself more, like you realize, yeah, I actually do have things I can share. And, you know, if someone leaves a negative comment, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to write straight back to you. Because, <laughs> like, you know, I, not that I want to add fuel to the fire, but, you know, I just don't, I, I don't know, I don't have a lot of respect for people who just sit mm-hmm. behind their keyboards and, mm-hmm. and write horrible things to people mm-hmm. because they don't, like, I'm actually quite lucky. I think because I'm a bit older, I can just go, eh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's what actually says more about you than it says Correct. about me, what you're writing. Whereas I look at the younger people and one of the, you know, one of my team was telling me that one of her friends and she's in her early 20s posted a video on TikTok and these people are going, oh, my God, your eye bags are so big. You should get plastic surgery. Oh, my God, you're so ugly. You should go kill yourself. Like oh these are, God. I'm guessing, young kids writing mm-hmm. this to her and she actually deleted a whole lot of videos because she was so upset. I just thought these people are actually crazy. Mm-hmm. Like they have no idea that there's a human being sitting on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Keep, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, reading it and it can have such a detrimental effect. Yeah. So. Yeah, completely agree. It is just really sad. I I always say my my theory is hurt people hurt people. So I actually now just go, I I just feel really sorry for you. Like what is going on in your life that you've come onto my page and written this statement? You know, I feel really sorry for you. And that just quickly like makes me actually have a, an empathetic view as opposed to, you know, I know it's not me. Because this is the thing, this is the thing that people focus on. This all goes back to focus that we were talking about before. A lot of people, when they start posting and be becoming, build up the courage, will just focus on that one negative comment, but they might have had 10 positive comments, you know? And I just think, well, focus on the nine, just ignore that one person. Like, who cares? Like, this person's probably going through something, you know, they're the, you know, and, and unfortunately, you know, some people who, if they are negative, they don't like see positive people, you know? Mm. So it's just like, it's not, it's so hard to do but just not taking it personally and just say hurt people hurt people delete the comment you know or you know write back whatever whatever feels good for you but I just think there's unfortunately there are some negative people out there um and you just got to feel sorry for them that's 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 my approach and it just helps me stay strong and ignore it basically yeah hurt people hurt people I love that like that's just sums it all up you know like I that's that's actually great a great way of looking at it because yeah. everyone's going through their own battles and people mm-hmm. do with it differently, mm-hmm. but you're right. And, and actually Gary Vaynerchuk, like I follow his content and mm-hmm. he was saying, cause you know, he gets criticized all the time. Like he's quite a divisive personality mm-hmm. and he was saying, you know, you can't put any weight in the negative comments, mm-hmm. you know, cause 
like you said, it's human nature. You focus on that one negative comment. But he goes, you can't put any weight into the good comments either. He's like, mm. you know, obviously care about the opinion of the people around you, but don't care about people that the opinions who don't even know you, who, yeah. you know, are just sitting there throwing judgment and throwing mm. shade for no reason. Because it's really, it's, it's really their challenge mm. that they're going through or their issues that they're going through. It's got nothing to do with you. You just mm. keep pushing out positive content and it's like like attracts like. So mm. I do believe that if you're generally quite a positive person, mm. you'll generally attract positivity mm. as well. Yeah, amazing. Lisa, I've absolutely loved speaking to you today. Oh, so no, I've got over <laughs> i know i'm like oh my god we've almost been to an hour now it's crazy but um just final question for you i always love to ask this so what what's the legacy that you want to leave like how how do you want to be remembered what do you want to be known for in the industry oh that's a beautiful question <laughs> i really want to be known for someone who helped others like mm-hmm. I really do feel fortunate that I've had so many people on my journey help me get to where I am today and like as much as possible, like I wish I had all the time in the world to, to answer every question and spend time with as many people as possible, but, possible. but uh, obviously like I've got limited hours in the mm-hmm. day, but I, I do want to be remembered as someone who, uh, you know, spent time to help others and, mm-hmm. yeah, whether that's through content or through a chat or through looping them in with someone who could help them, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's a legacy I'd love to leave behind. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And when I'm in Melbourne next, we are absolutely going to go for some champagne. We're going to celebrate. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely do the celebration. Uh, but no, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. And finally, where can uh, my listeners find you? Where are you most active? Definitely LinkedIn. Yeah. So I'm posting pretty much every day. And if you want to go and check out Listnik, you can sign up for early access. So the website is lisnic.com, so you can check it out. And mm-hmm. we'll be doing some weekly newsletters, um, give, you know, sharing business tips. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty much probably most active on LinkedIn. I have I'm trying to dabble into TikTok. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> It's hard. Like I'm not creative. I'm not. I'm definitely bad at lip syncing. But it's an interesting platform. And then I'm on. Uh, so Lisa Tay is my handle. And then my handle on Insta is Lisa Tay underscore. So yeah, you can find me on any of those platforms. Doing uh, goodness knows what crazy things. <laughs> Hosting positivity and goodness in the world. Well, I will um, link them all in the podcast anyway. So thank you again so much. And uh, yeah, have a wonderful week ahead. Great. Thank you so much for having me, Georgie. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the Mind to Lead podcast. I really hope you got some great takeaways and key learnings from this episode. To help us spread the message, please give us a rating and leave us a review. We love reading your thoughts and your insights and your learnings. And look, reach out to me. Reach out to me on LinkedIn. I'm Georgie Hubbard. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Georgie L. Hubbard. Let's connect. I hope you have an incredible day and I look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Thank you.